Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. All right, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast, the podcast for correct opinions on the Utah jazz this is Hanson James. And this is Milo. This is Griff Dunk. And we're excited to have Griff Dunk here with us. It's the first time we've had another member of the uh, SLC Dunk crew. It'll be fun to listen to Griffin, who does amazing artwork and graphics and things on our social media and, and writes awesome articles. If we're really Better being articles honest, than I write, that's for sure. Yeah, if we're really being honest, we did invite the Golden Griff. We just didn't know there were multiple so um exactly <laughs> so, but so we got griff thank dunk. you for joining us griffin <laughs> we need some class on this podcast honestly uh if you're looking for class i think you got the wrong dude but uh <laughs> i'm glad to be here the the legendary slc punks podcast I'm pretty stoked so well it's great and we've we've got a lot to talk about today so we'll just get right into it so some of the most recent news for the jazz the first thing we're going to talk about is uh rudy gobert a few games after he gets healthy, comes and and uh, Derek Favors falls on his leg, and now he's injured again. Probably two weeks to a month, I would guess, that he's going to be out. Uh, personally, I think that it's probably going to be around a month he waits because I think he got back. I think he came back early, honestly, because he has incentives in his contract to play a certain amount of games. And so I wonder if when you saw Rudy on the ground there kind of screaming out and yelling and frustrated, I think it was a lot of... Uh, uh, monetary frustration, <laughs> not right. necessarily just the fact that he got another bone bruise and a and a PCL strain. I think is what what he had. But what do you guys think? What's the effect going to be? Uh, it may be interestingly enough, kind of good in some ways for the Jazz. And obviously, there are some negative reasons for uh, Rudy Gobert going down. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I, I'm. I'll say that. Uh, the good reasons, this feels terrible to say, you know, when a guy goes down, but we saw when Rudy Gobert was out of the lineup, Quinn Snyder was finally forced to break up the terrible three of Ricky Rubio, Derek Favors, and Gobert, and actually put some spacing on the floor. And so you saw Jonas Jurebko starting. We saw in, in the last game a, a, an unconventional lineup with both Favors and Gobert out. Favors had uh, got got hit in the last game and had an eye laceration. He got a few stitches up there and, and missed the last game and, and had to get uh, hit with the concussion protocol. And now his status is up in the air for the next two games too. The, yeah. the, but what, what happens though is that floor opens up and that actually is in Donovan Mitchell's favor. It's in Ricky Rubio's favors too, because he's able to, uh, he loves that, that, you know, pick and pop you know, out to the three-point line with a big man. And he can do that with Jonas Jurebko and, you know, to, to a degree with uh, Joe Johnson. So that opens up. But the thing that the Jazz are going to – we saw that their defensive rating without Rudy Gobert um, definitely dropped to the mid-15s. And, uh, and that's, that's rough. But we also saw their offensive rating for those five games, you know, jump to one of the best in the league. Now that mm-hmm. that could definitely be a fluke because they are playing you know cupcake teams at home, and now they're playing uh, every like basically the the final four teams who are going to be in in the playoffs <laughs> next mm-hmm. uh, this season you know in a row back to back on the road for the rest of, for the rest of the year going you know, with December with at Houston at Cleveland at Golden State that it just it just is terrible so 
Um, it if it, there was a stretch to lose Rudy Gobert, this is it because I, I'm not. I don't see the Jazz winning those games with him either. Like this is just a really difficult stretch. Um, mm-hmm. And this is another chance for them to uh, showcase Derek Favors. What do you think, there, Griff? Yeah, I uh, I love watching Rudy play basketball. It's like one of my favorite things, just to watch a dude like him play basketball. And honestly, it's kind of. I mean, last season I think he missed one game, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was healthy all year long last year, which is kind of I think. I don't know, given his just how how long and skinny his legs are, it's honestly a miracle that he's never had <laughs> knee trouble, right? Just right. As, with as much as guys are flying around in the NBA and falling down and whatnot, it, it's honestly been a miracle that he hasn't had injuries before. And it sucks that it's been, you know, two in the last how many ever weeks it's been since he got hurt last time. But um I think it'll be interesting to see how the Jazz respond. I mean, obviously Donovan Mitchell's going berserk either way, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And in such an offensive league right now, I I, I don't want to say it, it benefits the Jazz at all because they're a better team when Rudy's there overall. But uh, I think it, I think you're right. I think it opens up you know some some windows with them being able to showcase favors whenever he you know comes back after getting knocked in the head the other night um but yeah i'm i'm the jazz the jazz are fun to watch either way even without rudy um you know they're a different team but they're they're worth watching every night mostly because donovan mitchell but yeah it's it's too bad for rudy can i say like one of the weirdest things uh, like to come of this season with going from Gordon Hayward to Rudy Gobert and everyone's like, Rudy Gobert is never going to leave us. And then after these like two injuries to Rudy Gobert, all of a sudden what I've been seeing, and I don't know, like I'm not going to say like people who at the SLC dunk Twitter account are total kooks, but I've had a lot of people being like, well, obviously this is why you don't pay a big man a hundred million dollars. And I was like, what, what, the, what in the world does that have to do with, with anything? Or the weird, weirder ones of, like, maybe we should trade Rudy Gobert and keep Derek Favors instead. I, I, it blows me away after just, like, we're only, like, 30 games into the season, and we've had Rudy Gobert out for, you know, a couple... A, he's going to be out, He's been out a month, and he's going to be out another month. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh, yeah, now we definitely need to trade him. And it makes yeah zero. It makes now. it makes zero sense. And you're like, this season was already kind of a punt here because of what what Gordon Hayward has done, and because of the rise of Donovan Mitchell, we're able to talk about you know with the Jazz being competitive. Can you imagine what this season would have been like without without Mitch? Like it would have it would have been. Oh, we'd be a bottom five team, easy. Yeah, we would we would definitely be be in that. And I thought we were going to be that anyway because no one thought that Donovan Mitchell like I thought Donovan Mitchell at his best was going to throw maybe like two or three 20-point games where we're going to be like, wow, that's a glimpse into the future, not this th- this show going on. So mm-hmm. the whole Rudy Gobert, like people getting down Rudy Gobert, or that one of the weirdest ones is like he's injury-prone and he's played in 87% of his games. Like, like and, and the people were saying, trade Rudy Gobert and keep Derek Favors. And you're like, Derek Favors is the one who's had trouble with plantar fasciitis, Bone bruises. Um, he's he he's been in and out of the lineups for back spasms. I mean, think of last year, last year and the year before that. Like, it, it's been a while since he's he went since he's gone all eighty two games, and even then they kind of restrict his minutes uh, so he doesn't play more than thirty one minutes a game. And was, ah, I don't. I I did not get that. I did not get that at all. And it's kind of just impeded the Jazz from being able to see how well Donovan can play with Rudy Gobert kind of in an ideal situation. But because he'll start with Rudy Gobert and also be on the floor with with uh, with uh, Rubio and Favors, it just it's just so gummed up. And that that's that's honestly the downside to not having Rudy Gobert is you don't have the most dominant defensive player in the NBA who also happens to be a great pick and roll player if he has space uh, on the floor. And so it's, it's frustrating. I, I think it's ironic that, yeah, like favors has been so healthy this year. And I think it's a, that's gotta be a nod to the jazz 
training crew that has upgraded this season and kept Derek Favors healthy when I honestly didn't think that was even possible at this point because we've seen Favors be just kind of injured or have nagging injuries for basically two years straight. And this year he's been healthy, so that's been really nice. And looking really uh, good. He does. He looks really good. He he rolls really well again. I don't know if he has the same lift that he had three years ago, but that could just be just a little bit of age and obviously the wear and tear on his knees and legs and stuff. But he looks really good. And I, I think uh, people who want to trade Rudy Gobert are just you're just incorrect. Like, don't, there's no there's not really an opinion there. I'm sorry. Uh, Derek Favors is on a he, his contract is ending this year. I think Derek Favors wants to test the market or find a situation that kind of works better for him. And you can't blame him. He's a good player, and he's still got years in him to be a contributing player to um, another good team in the NBA. I think that's the biggest benefit of the Rudy Gobert thing. It really did show everyone, hey, if you play Derek Favors as a starting center, he can be a starting center on a very good NBA team. Like You you put Derek Favors on the Golden State Warriors, he starts over... Uh, Zaza, I would think you, mm-hmm. you know, you put him on any of these good teams, he can start and be a big time contributor. And so, I guess that's kind of the next thing I want to talk about is uh, what are some of the trades you think the Jazz could make? Are there any players out there you guys like that uh, might be a possibility for the Jazz? What do you guys think? Oh, definitely. I think there's a Derek Favors for Anthony Davis trade. No, I'm just playing. Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. That ain't happening. But I, I, uh, I, I, so it's interesting now. A lot of a lot of the NBA is in play for for trades. So December fifteenth has come and gone. We're in trade season now, and we're gonna start to see teams be a lot more active on. Uh, hear those rumors start to come come out because before then, if there's a trade going on, it just means you know something nuclear has kind of happened with the player organization. See also Eric Bledsoe and the Salon. Um, so you, so now with, with Derek Favors, like Derek Favors contract is, is semi-valuable. Um, it, it, say you take Derek Favors completely out of this, like say he's not that good of a player. You still have a contract, an expiring contract in the, basically where the entire NBA is capped out. Like you have 20 teams that are capped out. There's only 16 playoff spots. That leaves you four teams that are not going to make the playoffs that don't want to pay the luxury tax. And so you have a yeah. contract like Derek Favors before you even get into that he's a good player, um, that he's going to be able to leave your books at the end of this end of the season. So that's that's really helpful. So all of a sudden you're starting to look at, you know, teams that are going to be after that type of contract are going to be teams that maybe thought they were going to make the playoffs, loaded up, and things aren't looking right. Hint, hint, Los Angeles Clippers. Or maybe you have teams that are trying to, you know, trying to unload bad, bad contracts that the Jazz can take on with that. Or maybe teams that are wanting to bottom out. You know, you look at a team like Chicago with with Miritich. So I would say my dream, my dream one, I'll, I'm going to say is uh, I I liked Danilo Gallinari. I was kind of hoping that if things didn't work out right with uh, with Gordon Hayward, the Jazz would have a chance to go after him. But um, uh, Gordon Hayward's decision making um, didn't line up with uh, Danilo's uh, decision, and Danilo uh, made the tr- made decision to go with go with the clip show. And so um, there's a chance that the Jazz could go after go after him with uh, Derek Favors' uh, contract. So that, and I think that would work out both ways. Like the Clippers get Derek Favors um, at the four, um, while while Griff Griff is out. And plus, I'd love to see Derek Favors playing with uh, Milos uh, Teodosic. So I think that would be awesome. So uh, and I might actually watch the Clippers and not hate them. So it's a win-win. <laughs> That's impossible, I think. <laughs> I said might. I love Milos. I love Milos. That's true. And Chris Paul's gone now too. So I, I need I, to I need to do I, some soul searching. I think. I know it's hard. It's hard watching them without. But they still have Doc Rivers. Like I was going to say, they still have Doc who and Austin Rivers too. Yeah. So I guess yeah. <laughs> can I? Hey, say, but hey, I liked. I liked uh, Austin Rivers' quote on Donovan Mitchell saying that that guy's the rookie of the year. That was, I know, exactly, Um, because we can all trust Austin Rivers' judgment. (laughs) Well, let's just (laughs) we'll use it when it is positive for us, and we'll ignore it when it's not. 
the, the Clippers are also like my sneak team to steal um, Igor in the offseason as their head coach. It would be a good hire. He's a good coach. I, I, I don't think Utah Jazz like hold on to Igor. I love him to death, but man, he's such a good coach. And what, what happened in, in, with uh, Eurobasket, I think like the cat's out of the bag that he's a really good coach now. Well, Igor's how we get uh, Doncic to sign with us after year seven and super team with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy, and 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 Doncic. That's that's probably how things are going to pan out. There, there's going to be some lottery team that bottoms out, and they're going to fire the <laughs> coach. They're going to fire their coach, and they're going to hire him so he can co- he can coach uh, uh, um, Luca. So because they're going to be like, oh, he has a good connection. He knows how to work with him, mm-hmm. and and, but, and hey, he I, has the Spurs blood. Oh, absolutely. I will say, I think me personally, and I don't, um, I don't know if you guys completely agree, but I love the idea of Meritage. He's one of those players that I really like and would fit so well with what Utah's trying to do because Utah, when you watch Donovan Mitchell with spacing, it's just fun to watch. And his, his playmaking this year has been so impressive. Like when he went, uh, when we played the, the Celtics and surprisingly we beat them, uh, with all the injuries we had, uh, Donovan had nine assists that game. And so I, I, if you could find a way to get Miritich from the Bulls, who I think would be motivated to trade him, because honestly, he's that playing team them out needs of the one lottery. more piece. <laughs> well, he's I, exactly. They're like, I mean, if I'm a Bulls fan, I'm going crazy because they were going on number one pick. They get to choose whatever player they want. And it's a good draft. There's nice players. And he's, I mean, when he played the Jazz, he turned into Dirk Nowitzki. It was like, what in the world? He scored like twenty nine points, uh, and he he like he was like you know dribbling down the court, pulling up from three and and burying like yeah. it's driving me crazy. It's almost like, like somebody like knocks Will some Ferrell sense into him. Oh, I feel like I'm going taking crazy pills here, but I don't think Miritich is going to play like that um, every game, but. I absolutely love the idea of him being on the Jazz, uh, stretching the floor and hitting threes and giving space to to Donovan. And at some point, Dante is going to return to the Jazz. I hope it's this year. I don't know if that is uh, going to happen, but if he does, it'll be exciting. And if you can have a stretch four like Miritich on the floor. To allow two slashers that, like Mitchell and Exum. Absolutely. And both of them great playmakers who, if you have... Because this is... For me, this is my ideal kind of setup for the Jazz. Kind of like the Dwight Howard Orlando Magic team that went to the finals where you had like four shooters slash playmakers kind of on the perimeter. And then you have like Dwight Howard in that scenario. And for the Jazz, you have Rudy Gobert who kind of does all the pick and rolls. And so you either shoot it from without with the four out or you run a pick and roll with Rudy and find an open shooter. I just I think the Jazz have the potential to be really, really good. If they can get that, like like that stretch for like a Miritich, um, so I don't know. We'll see if the Jazz do that. What do you think, Griff? Or, you like? Well, yeah. Oh, so first of all, I agree with what you say. The Jazz need to find some way to get Hito Turkoglu. Is what you're saying, right? <laughs> that, exactly. wherever, wherever he's at, <laughs> just like get the call time, up. the time yeah. chamber. <laughs> exactly. Call him up. I'm sure he can still ball. I'm dude, sure he's somewhere. Dude, if we can, if we pull could up get threes, if we we need a trade for Dwight, bring on Turkoglu. And then we got pulled Jameer Nelson, dude. Championship. All I'm saying, oh, yeah. championship easily. That's bad. Like That's Donovan Mitchell right fills the Courtney Lee role. Um, this is Richard Lewis. Richard Rich- Lewis. <laughs> See, my dog agrees. <laughs> no, but uh, Milo, I just want to tell you that I did pick up on your little Miracic pun that you added in there. I don't know if James caught on to it. No, I'm very bad at it. I'm very bad at this. I'll be honest. I'm not a good listener. <laughs> I, I said, <laughs> he got some, some sense knocked into him. That yeah, was pretty just, good. That was pretty good. Yeah, I got to tell you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. But I agree. I think space right now is the thing the Jazz need. And in this league where everybody, you know, the amount of threes that people are shooting, if the Jazz can get bigs, I mean, even we've seen how much Jarebko how how good and efficient he he can be you know with with a slasher like Mitchell but I don't I don't think Drebko is a true stretch four I think he's kind of a you know swingman type if we had a guy I mean you look at the Rockets who right now are playing the best basketball in the whole league I don't I don't I, you know I don't know if you guys would agree but um, agree. with what 
you know, they've been able to do with Ryan Anderson and, you know, the penetration of Harden, you know, driving kick, things like that. I, I think that Mitchell has that ability to, to affect the game the same way that James Harden does. And the only way that that reaches its fullest potential is with guys that can space the floor and shoot the ball. So I, I agree. I think uh, Miracic would be pretty ideal any anybody a guy that can that can handle shooting you know a corner three when he's open things like that but yeah. uh, I, the thing I worry about with Miritich is I feel like he's playing like the way he's playing is he might be pricing the jazz out of this like right. because I mean yeah, if, long- if he's if he's scoring 22 a night going into the into the trade deadline like you're, you're gonna have you like like before before he came back and uh, the Jazz might have been able to sneak a deal for like you know like favors for him like almost like straight across because they're looking to dump salary. They want to get out you know him and Bobby Portis out from the same roof. They're just cut, looking to cut bait. But now that they've won, they're winning games in a row, playing themselves out. Obviously, Chicago doesn't want to do that. That's not on their long term plans. But who knows what's going on with their terrible GM? He might be like, oh, we might have the baby bulls again because he's terrible, and so he. How, like, frust- he- how frustrating is it that everything is going right for the Bulls? Like everything. <laughs> They're going to get a great pick or a player in the trade deadline because Miritich is just going crazy. Like, like, th- how th- is this possible? Like, They're going to get Doncic. Well, and they've and done the nothing thing. right. Well, they're, they're, they've done nothing right. Right, yeah. And, and so they're going to be like, they're going to be like, market is good. They're totally going to ah. fall into this. It's frustrating. And so they're like, because ah. if the Jazz were to make that trade, now all of a sudden they're looking at, okay, well, we might have to trade Favors and Rodney. Or we are going to, and it might, that might not even be enough. They might have to be like, okay, we have to trade Favors and a, a, a and our first round pick. And the Jazz might not want to have that be, you know, let that go unprotected. And, and even so, like, especially with how close the Western Conference is, like, they don't want to have that go bad. Oh, yeah. The Jazz are, are one injury away from being really, really bad. And so you, you've you got to be careful. And picks are so important these days. It's so hard to make a trade and find a trade that fits salary-wise and timeline-wise for these teams. Because despite how terrible the Bulls are uh, in terms of just running their managing their team, it's just hard to find a fit that works. And with salary, it's, it's tough. And so if the Jazz can find a way to get... Miritich over, but if if it costs you an unprotected pick, who helps you salary wise because of how you know Donovan Mitchell's contract is is one of the best contracts in the NBA because when you get a rookie contract and you pay them at like the four million or whatever it is give or take that you pay those lottery picks, it's just so valuable. And I mean, and Dennis Lindsay has proven himself to be such a good drafter. I mean, you know the it's 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 hard to want to to not give Dennis Lindsay the opportunity to make a pick because he hit with Donovan Mitchell, he hit with with uh, Rudy Gobert, he hit with Rodney Hood, who even though he hasn't panned out as much as maybe we had hoped, he's still a good player that is a rotation player on an NBA team. And that's really good for twenty four. Like that's really oh, yeah. good for twenty four. Yeah, I think we thought he might be better than he is, but I think for 24 and you get a player that can either start or be kind of a six-man type, that's really good. So it's it's hard to give away a pick that might be in the like the 12 to 18 range and not have Dennis Lindsay make a pick because there's a you know December's going to be rough and the Jazz are going to get better in January. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's hard to um. It's hard to give away that pick that could be so valuable. Anyways, I want to I want to talk to you guys about a guy named Donovan Mitchell, who I don't know if you guys have been watching, but he has been setting the league on fire. Every every stadium he goes to, he he gets highlight plays. He he just makes he gets wins for the Jazz. He's dropping. He's scoring like forty one points. Uh, yeah, just incredible play. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> um, he good. Let's just he let's good. Just, like <laughs> he very good. <laughs> he makes basket. He do, he does he does ball well. Like like here's the thing about Donovan Mitchell. Like 
So um, we've we've put out like I feel like this Sunday has been like a Donovan Mitchell love fest. We've had like like uh, Griff has put out like a couple graphics which like have been like caught fire. We put out an article about his All Star chances. We put out an article how team you know the King James is is praising him, and then Dwayne Wade um, is it you know D Wade was going to him and talking about how like like trying to find him after the game. And here's here's the here's the crazy thing about that about that whole thing is you got you he's just so freaking good like he's to the point now where he's almost surpassed Carl Malone in scoring uh, in scoring with twenty point games that leaves only him and Golden Griff in that area like that rarefied air for for jazz rookies and Golden Griff basically is the the best jazz rookie of all time. You know, you know. Of course, Carl Malone, John Stockton, best jazz players of all time. But Golden Griff, dude, he he lit, he filled it up as a rookie. And then you got Donovan Mitchell biting at his heels. You have Donovan Mitchell, who's not just one of the best scorers in the in the NBA, uh, like as a rookie in the NBA during the month of December. He's the best, one of the best scorers, period, in the NBA in December. And that, and for being real, he's been doing that since the end of November. This ain't just a December thing. He's been he's been on a tear now for a while. And then you got and then you got players like big time NBA players like talking to him, trying to trying to be with him. Like this is like as a Jazz fan watching uh, like watching since the early nineties. This is weird. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel weird. <laughs> like like is... he got called into LeBron James' locker room and talks to LeBron and. Uh... I don't know how has to this, even Has this feel. ever happened? I don't, I don't think this, ever this has ever happened. Like, he's in the Banana Boat fraternity, man. He's in Banana Boat Pi Psi Omega. Like, he's there. Like, it, it, and it's nuts. He's Euro-stepping on that Banana Boat, though. Yeah, he is Euro-stepping on that he Banana really Boat. Is. <laughs> um, it, he really he, he does He does launch off of it with two feet. He's not a one-stepper. So, the the crazy thing about this whole thing is, like, I wrote about it today. And I, I started out with like talking my like I, somebody, I heard somebody's be like he he should be an all star, and then I kind of like I've jokingly put it on my my own timeline be like yeah he should be an all star like if he continues this this thing, and then I was like but how realistic is this? So I started to do research this morning. Totally gonna be talking myself off the legs to be like this is really difficult to do. This is really difficult to be an all star as a rookie. And how hard is it? So first you look at his numbers right now. He's posting 18 points, three rebounds, and three assists. There's a, In the last, like, since 1981, there's been about 20 people to do that. And those people are, and it's crazy, like, if you're talking guards, those are like Allen Iverson, Damian Lillard, um, Steve Francis. Like, all of a sudden you're talking about, holy crap, these are really good players that have done that. Not just like, hey, there's been a few misses. There wasn't, there wasn't like a Trey Burke sneak on in there. It wasn't like a Brandon Jennings that accidentally tripped his way over there. Like these are legit players. And then all of a sudden you look at, well, who was the last person to do it? Blake Griffin. But then if you look at the, the guards who were the last to do it, Grant Hill and Michael Jordan, and you compare his, like Donovan Mitchell's December numbers to those guys and where Donovan Mitchell's trending, and he fits in. He's actually shooting, he's, better than Grant Hill. He's not as good as Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan ramped up in the same period. Like Michael Jordan had a had had a December and a January to remember. So all of a sudden you're like, well, he could. He could sneak in there. He literally could sneak oh, yeah. in there. If, if there's an injury, he definitely could. I mean, that's how Gordon Hayward got in. People don't want to talk about that, but he got in cuz there were injuries that happened and yeah. and uh, he got in. Like so, Donovan Mitchell could make it into the All Star game if he continues on the stretch. But if he say he cools down, is only scoring, and this is weird to say for Don for a rookie, but only scoring seventeen to nineteen points a game. Only, only um, for the rest of the, he could sneak in through an injury. Like if Steph Curry's ankle doesn't quite get there, or there's an injury to say a Clay Thompson, or to a James Harden, or a Chris Paul. Or, or maybe it's not a big time injury, but they just don't want to play in it because you know Chris Paul wants a championship more than he wants another appearance in an All Star game. 
all of a sudden you're like, eh, he might be able to sneak in there. The hard mm-hmm. thing is there are a couple players who are looking for their first all-star game, like like a Damian Lillard, who I think Damian Lillard is going to get in because the Trailblazers are are the number one team, basically. In the well, and he's having a big year, And too, he's having a big Damian's year. Damian's quietly having a great year. And C.J. McCollum as well. And so you're mm-hmm. looking at that, and if, if, if they're you know, 10 games above 500, like you, it, might, it might be possible that they might see two guys get in because of that. And likewise, you might not – what if OKC just like tanks? Like I thought by now OKC would put it together, and ugh, it's looking bad. Yeah, the tough, the tough thing, the hard thing that I have with, with Mitchell getting the All-Star game, not that he's not worthy, but it's just tough. Like you said, for, for guards in today's NBA, there's so many good guards. Right. It seems like every team has an All-Star caliber guard on their team. And, I mean, you think of, like, like Lillard in Portland, what he's done so far in his career, and he's, he still is yet to make an All-Star game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, taking it from a – a realistic point of view in my in my opinion i think he's good enough it's just a matter of you know he's he's got to he's got to get a break somewhere as far as you know an injury or something because there's the guards in today's nba are just so good and it's hard to see him getting in over like a lillard or a mccallum that have been doing the same thing for you know three or four years and haven't made it in there yet but but it would be amazing to to see it happen i agree right i think the other hard thing is like it's the market man like, <laughs> like in in Utah, like that that is some serious underdog territory. It's already a steep climb to be, make it into the All Star game as a rook, but to do it when you're playing in Utah is it, it you get points for difficulty with that sucker. Like oh, that's yeah. just that's just so freaking difficult to get into the All Star game, and and with Utah, they're just not getting a lot of pub. They're not on ESPN every night. They don't have a lot of national games. Um, I will say Donovan is more is is quickly becoming a household name, which is yeah. That's which that's why weird. it's so crazy though, is because we aren't used to getting this national like publicity. Seeing Donovan Mitchell lead highlight on ESPN and stuff like that, it's it's. Uh, it's uh it's it's crazy. Uh so I I that's why I feel weird. I don't even know how to feel about it sometimes because he's just he's getting better and better. It's to the point where it's it's nuts. I mean, he he might be averaging over 20 points a game by the end of the season. Uh which which is crazy that it's it's that's something that's very likely. And that I like you're right. I mean, Daly and Damian Lillard uh is probably going to get it and get in over him, but but yeah. It's it's crazy. Donovan Mitchell is so freaking good, and uh, and he has a chance really to to be the rookie of the year this season. What do you guys think? What would it take for Donovan Mitchell to become rookie of the year over Ben Simmons? Oh, dude! I have been so <laughs> I have been so surprised. the 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 level of hype with this rookie class, with Lonzo and with you know Simmons coming in from last year, the the rookies this year. If you would have told me that, you know, not even halfway through the season, Mitchell would be up there with those guys on the hype meter for rookie of the year, I would tell you that you were insane, right? But Mitchell's up there, man. He's he's if you there there are plenty of national guys out there that are talking to Mitchell for rookie of the year. I I think it's if he keeps playing like he is right now, and the Jazz are you know still hanging in there around you know squeaking in the playoffs, I don't think there's any way that he can't win rookie of the year. Unless, you know, the 76ers, uh, you know, make the playoffs and Simmons is keeping it up. I, I just think Mitchell is, he's just as good as those guys and he's getting enough attention right now that I think he just might, he just might do it if he keeps it up. Right. Like, oh, the, yeah. The hard thing with like the Ben Simmons and the Donovan Mitchell, like, like the triple double is such like, is, is rarefied air. It's really hard to do a, tr- a triple double, but you also need the height for a triple double. Like, you need the, the height and almost like, like Russ gets a lot of like, like talked about Russell Westbrook. Like, let's be real. He hunts for triple doubles. Like Rondo hunted for assists, and sometimes they've come out feeling really empty. And I'm not saying Ben Simmons is hunting for those. It's kind of necessary with you know their rebounding. He he's playing that you know that power forward position sometimes, and so he's he's got a rebound and he's playing that point guard position. So he's kind of put in that position. 
Mm-hmm. But you look at Donovan Mitchell, he's been he's been getting swung between the starting point guard role, the starting shooting guard role, coming off the bench, starting. Um, he routinely is getting the opposing team's best defender on him. And it's not it's not like the 76ers where it's just like, okay, well, we're going to put our best defender on, on Simmons, but then we have to worry about Redick running off a million screens. We still have to worry about Embiid. And so... And so they're, when you're playing defense against those teams, you know, they always got those people, uh, you know, on the, you know, on the corner of their eye being like, okay, I got to, I got to watch for Embiid. I got to watch for Reddick coming off the screen. Mitchell doesn't really got that. Like, what are you thinking? Like, it's just like, wow, I really got to watch out for Cephalosha on the three point line. Like, I really got to watch out for Ricky Rubio hitting that mid range. Like, I, like there's, like, they just don't have the threats. And especially with Rudy Gobert out and Derek Favors out, like what, like, that game against the Cleveland Cavaliers where he once again scored over 20 points again and people were like there might be like the Philly fans I know the Philly fans because I got a ton of them being like oh well you know if that was Ben Simmons he got more assists look dudes they didn't have anybody they had Rodney Hood and Ricky Rubio and Donovan Mitchell that was their squad basically with a bunch of fillers that they signed in the offseason and they put the and they and they went wire to wire against the Cleveland Cavaliers and almost pulled out a victory with Donovan Mitchell heroics while Donovan Mitchell's getting guarded by, by the likes of LeBron Crowder. Yeah, LeBron switched on to him. Yeah, LeBron is switching on to him. Crowder is guarding him. Like Andre Robertson uh, with the Thunder. Yeah, you. you Donovan have, Mitchell scored thirty-one on the Thunder with Andre Robertson guarding him, right. who might be the best defender in the NBA. So, so it, the fact of the matter is, he's getting the guys. Best, and he doesn't have the luxury of, of like the Jazz play advantage basketball, but at the same time, it's not advantage basketball with with like top tier talent, like Quinn Snyder's oh, no. really playing like rocking it and pu- putting a case for Coach of the Year with his Island of Misfit Toys, but at the same time, it's like Donovan Mitchell's doing a ton of heavy lifting way more than Ben Simmons is. And Ben Simmons has had the luxury of being able to watch the NBA game and train with NBA players for a year. Oh, yeah. And you didn't even mention Dario Saric. He's got Robert Covington, who's up there with Joe Ingles in three-point percentage. I mean, that floor is just spread for for Ben Simmons. And I actually wrote about it today. Uh, I did my uh, NBA awards watch. You can go to SLC Dunk and, and read that. But one of the reasons why I think... Donovan Mitchell is just so impressive is like you said he's just doing it he's the guy so when we talk about Jason Tatum I don't think Jason Tatum can touch Donovan Mitchell at this point just because uh, Jason Tatum has the advantage of having Kyrie who is an MVP candidate he's got Al Horford who's one of the best big man passers in the NBA kind of feeding him that ball and then you've also got Jalen Brown on the floor who's really turning into a really nice player like 15 points per game and so he gets to just get these open shots. He gets that corner three. And credit credit to Jason Tatum. He's definitely hitting him, and he's hitting him at one of the highest rates in the NBA, if not the highest rate, something like 50-something percent. I think recently it's actually started to drop. Um, I know it dropped against the Jazz because Donovan Mitchell was guarding him. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, all-star possibility. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, Donovan's doing it on his own, and he does not – the the other thing I looked at, and one thing that's interesting with Ben Simmons is when when Joel Embiid sits, the the Sixers are one and four. Sadly, that one victory <laughs> was against the Utah Jazz, but uh, that that uh, Joel Embiid effect is real. It really spreads that floor. He is such a stud, and and then you consider all the shooting pieces around him. It's it's. Uh, it's pretty impressive what the Sixers have actually done. But I don't see I don't see Ben Simmons really he's scoring about 17 points per game, uh a little above 17 points per game right now. I don't really see him uh scoring much more than that just because of the fact that he doesn't really have that three-point shot. He kind of has that really nice kind of mid-range and floater game. He has that hook shot that he does um and he gets his assists. He's a great passer. I mean don't get me wrong, Ben Simmons is incredible, and if the vote was today, Ben Simmons wins Rookie of the Year. That's just going to be the way it is. But by the end of the year, Donovan might be at like 20, 21 points per game if he keeps up this play, and three or four assists, three or four rebounds, and I think it's a legit conversation that he could be Rookie of the Year. I definitely think so. 
Yeah, my question to those that don't think that Mitchell deserves to be in the same conversation is who is more valuable to their respective team? You know what I mean? If you think, like like we talked about, what the Jazz would be like without Mitchell this year, it would be a, a dumpster fire to put it you know, in, in good terms. But like you said, with Philly, you know, they've still got the face of the NBA basically and Embiid and plenty of other guys who can who are really good players and not to say the Jazz don't have good players, but I think Mitchell is more valuable to the Jazz than any other rookie is to their respective teams. Totally agree. I yeah. I, I think the, the 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 biggest question and I hate that it's gonna come down to this instead of like, you know, actual like individual performance. I think what it's going to come down to is if Donovan Mitchell is out of the if the Jazz are out of the playoffs, I don't think Mitchell wins it. Even if Mitchell's bawling out of his mind, I think it goes to Simmons because then they'll they'll like there'll be that correlation that they they put be like Ben Simmons helped him get to the playoffs versus it was looking at Donovan Mitchell where he's literally put the Utah Jazz on their be- on his back and be like we going we going in in a very crowded Western Conference. Like if Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz are in the Eastern Conference, they're in the playoffs. Like they are. Well, you know what's crazy, and I I t- wrote about it today. If if the playoffs started today, the Sixers wouldn't be in. They're at five hundred right now. They're actually in tenth in the Eastern Conference. That's what's crazy. Uh, you know, here's another question I have for you guys. So let's say Philadelphia calls you. You're the GM of the Utah Jazz, and they say, "Hey, you know what?" We're thinking we'd love to trade you the number one pick, Markel Fultz, for Donovan Mitchell. Do you make that trade? Oh, my. I would respond back with a, like a gif or something. <laughs> like a heck. Like, for me, it's like, no. And that's what's crazy. There's no, there's no way. Yeah, it's, it, it, I think what's so rough, too, is I remember that first summer league game we saw with um, – with, it was you know Sixers versus uh, uh, was it Sixers versus Boston I think yeah Sixers versus Boston and Fultz just he didn't look like like he showed flashes like it reminded me of like when we were talking our like when Exum's rookie season and you'd see a flash of that brilliance but it wasn't continuous and and I was like man that's the number one pick. And maybe, maybe that, maybe he, maybe he's going to get better, but he didn't look like he, like, he never had like that dominant display during summer league, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was, he was fun because he could kind of get to his spots and you can see how fluid he was. Mm-hmm. And maybe he was having shoulder problems even then, but his shot wasn't quite falling the way you thought it would. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know how you even take that if you're the jazz. There's, I don't think there's any way you do that. Right, and that's so crazy to see. Like, and maybe, uh, like, maybe Foltz like gets back up there. Like, he, he Foltz looks like a completely different player. But right now, with the way Donovan Mitchell and Donovan Mitchell already looks like a dude who's played three years in the NBA. Like, that's the crazy oh, thing already. when you look at his body. He just is just like stacked, and he like he doesn't look like a rook at all. Oh yeah, he looks like a prime. He just looks like a prime. Uh, all-star, borderline all-star uh, on a good team. I you know, I don't know how else to describe him. He's fantastic. Um, let's see. So uh, we talked a little bit about his all-star chances. Uh, one of the things that's so cool about Donovan Mitchell is just every single – it seems like every single game there's just a gif or a vine or whatever that comes out of it that's just – Donovan blows up the internet once a night. It just and uh, I I do think that he's going to get a chance to go to the dunk contest. Do you think he'll get in? And if he goes in, does he win the dunk contest? Dude, I say he does just because I remember James, you were there with me. We were at the first summer league, and they were in the warm up line. And there's Donovan Mitchell throwing like down dunk contest dunks and doing and hitting almost every single one. I think he missed like he took he had like twelve attempts and missed like two. Well, and he weren't wasn't doing like easy dunks. He was doing like three sixty windmills and alley oops, catching it out of the air, and he it was effortless. Like, yeah, like the, he's he, dude gets up like I, I think he like if he gets into the dunk contest, there's a chance he real like he will 
it will be a show just because he's smaller and that wingspan like allows him to do some way more acrobatic dunks than normal guys his size. So like he, it would look like his dunks would look all the more remarkable just because of the, the height discrepancy. So I just want to see if he, if he comes out in the Spider-Man suit. Dude. A, a dunk from the free throw line, man. Ooh. I can see it in my eyes right now. A dunk from the free throw line in a Spider-Man suit. Dude, yes. Internet breaks, man. Internet breaks. Dude. He, he, Mitchell. he gets up and, uh, I mean, he surprises you with his his bounce. I mean, that, that spin move and then dunk in the, the Cavs game was just, I mean, I kind of, that's what's crazy about Donovan is I just kind of expect it now and he doesn't let you down. Like I, I, uh, I, on Twitter, um, uh, little Jimmy, Jimmy Twitter beef here got in some conversations with some people on Twitter. And I just, I said, you know what? Donovan Mitchell legitimately has a chance to, to, to be the rookie of the year. And he doesn't let you down. He went out and scored 26 on LeBron. And, and if the jazz, you know, hit a few shots that they normally make, they win that game. And so he's just. I, I don't know. We really do have a, a future superstar on our hands. And I think we mentioned it a little before, and maybe we can kind of end talking about this, but him being kind of accepted in that fraternity of star players has a legit possibility of maybe bringing over a nice free agent to the Utah Jazz at some point. Because obviously the Utah Jazz are not like a destination spot. We're not Miami. We're not L.A. We don't have the strip club clubs like Houston and Atlanta do. But you could compare us to maybe like a Spurs of the future where someone like uh, LaMarcus Aldridge chose to go to San Antonio over anywhere else in the league because he wanted to be part of a, a winning team with good players and a winning culture. And I think the Jazz have the pieces to do that, that they have Rudy Gobert and they have Donovan Mitchell, who is good from year one. And it's just exciting to think we might legit have a shot at some future free agents at some point who want to be a part of this team. Uh, I mean, I, I, one other thing, sorry, I've, I've been talking a lot this podcast, but, uh, one thing that I love about Mitchell too, is his players seem to love him. Like when he's dropping 41, everyone went to congratulate him. It's not like, it's not like what's his name? Jackson on Detroit where, you know, you just hear stories and everyone just says, oh, I hate that guy. But like when Mitchell does it, they're all, they all love it. And they're like, you know, throwing water on him and congratulating him. Uh, he's just got to be – he's a great teammate. I think that's another part of him. He's going to be a leader on this team for years, and and the, his teammates love him. I, there's just not really – there's nothing not to like. It's just, no. Like, I, I, like the kid, he's so, he's so damn marketable. Like, and, uh, like, and he, he, he's a true professional, and, and not just on the court too. Like think about this. When, when he had his first workout with Utah, even if he didn't mean it, what was he saying about Utah? Oh, man, Utah's the best. They got these mountains. They got, love the people. Love the state, blah, blah, blah. And, and he, it, like, you could tell he had done his research on it. And maybe it was his first stop and he was just like going really in on, on like, how he can research a place before they were, he was going over to more lottery spots. Maybe that was the case, but he's he's so professional about every like the way he appears out off the court, what he's doing, um, uh, like in film. I remember when, uh, like in summer league, when he wasn't playing, he was r- sitting like right next to the coaches, right next to them, and he was like asking about plays, wondering what was going on. The dude's a film junkie. He works hard off the court. He he. Um, like he's he's fine. He's finally eating better. Like the fact that he had like a body like Adonis, and he gets to eat like Chick Fil A all the time. Jealous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got a few gifts. <laughs> like, like, th- dude, I need those jeans. So, th- like, but he's just he he's just a true pro. He's just a really true pro. And and having all those things in the same package, having a guy who's athletic, who has the skills, who has the intelligence. Who's knows knows how to market himself outside of the game? Knows how to market like, you know, work the locker room. Knows how to watch film and be, you know, and get in the head mind of a coach. Like that's just that doesn't coalesce that often. 
Like that just mm-hmm. doesn't. That just doesn't. It, it it's really 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 unique. And when it does, you get a really special player. Like like no lie, it reminds me a bit. Sorry, jazz fans, you're gonna hate me. Blake Griffin. It reminds like the way he was marketable. Um, how he like he he knows how to how to how to work his audience. Like uh, build build a fan base really quickly. That's a talent. Like building well, and a fan, highlight plays. Yeah, building a fan base. Oh, oh man, remember the highlight play against the Lakers? And he like skied up there, and you looked at the Lakers bench, and even they were like howling. Like you could tell, like they were having to hold themselves to act professional and not like fangirl it. Like that's <laughs> that's the special thing about about Spider Man, our our man Donovan Mitchell, is that he just like he's just got that talent. It's just really really unique. So, okay, two things. Before we end this, we're going to do quick hits around it. I want to go over two things. One, what do you think about them jerseys? Two, why do you two clowns who live in Utah have not gone to Epe Udo's book club? And I want I need answers. Okay? So, ready, go. What do you think about the jerseys? Griff Dunk, go. Um, I'm still I'm still trying to decide. I don't know. I need to see the the real the real thing because with the uh, the gold the gold uniforms, I did not like them when they first came out. I'll admit it; I thought they were hideous, but they actually look really good in real life. So I'm trying to learn from my mistakes and not judge a book by its pixelated render of on NBA 2K. <laughs> so okay. I'm trying. So I'm, that- I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until they come out with the real thing to make a call on it. Okay. But I. Why weren't you at Epe, uh, Epe's book club? Um, I have no excuse for that. That's that's right. You don't. You need to, dude. You, you got to get yourself in some books, man. Get yourself learned. Okay. <laughs> I don't excuse. really read well, anymore. I'm see, that's sorry, the guys. Problem, bruh. You got to you got to get in that book. Got to get in that book. Like, isn't it? Is it pretty exclusive? It's not. Pretty how many? Exclusive. How many? How many people does he let? Isn't there a sign-up sheet or something? There, you gotta... sheet, like, like, there's only so many that can get the free book. Like, it's like the first first twenty. But dude, um, it, like the last one was a street lawyer. It was a good book. I admit, I probably would have never read it. Um, um <laughs> like, there, if, there was if, one if, like all, um, Summer in the Stars or something like uh, that. All things fall David. apart. All things fall apart. Way off. <laughs> Close. Yeah, like summer in the stars. Summer in the stars, like <laughs> like a romance novel. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, is it a Sparks novel? Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, the girl had cancer and then come back. No, that's literally not it. He started. It was in Africa, um, so not no. Um, <laughs> like, uh, and I'll have to admit, like the first book, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't know they were doing it, and I saw it, and I was like, dude, I've read this book, and then so I started like, and I really liked the book, and so I started like commentating on, it. I'm like, oh yeah, this and this, and and Epe's like, dude, you're coming with the fire, I was like, I know, and then I answer some more, he's like, is that the first half or the second half, and then I realized I spoiled it for everybody because they were only supposed to read to the first half. Oh. Yeah, dude, oh. dude, I was that dude, and so I did. I, I've read the book for the street, street lawyer, but I I didn't comment because I'm still a little embarrassed that I totally like went total spoilers on the first book. Oh no! And, and I did it in front of like an NBA player, like you know Epe, who's like total intellectual. So I'm like, oh dude, dude, I feel embarrassed. So I haven't like haven't com- I haven't hit the hashtag since then. Also, I think the jerseys are fire. And only because I think literal fire, they look like they fire. literal fire. So <laughs> I, I, the reason like I love them fire emoji. is here's the thing. No, like when, whenever people are like proving their fandom, like you always have to go to the hideous, like retro Jersey, like Cavs fan, like you are not a Cavs fan unless you have that black and blue and orange, uh, Kemp Jersey. Like, you you have that Kemp jersey and the like old Cavs black, like that blue whatever '90s thing they were doing. I'm like, dude, you real fan. Like that's you like it's you, not that, you you did it. If, if somebody not, shows up in that Carl Malone like black and copper jersey, I'm like, whoa, oh, you went in. Like you you like like you went like full full fan. It's like, not that I think they're ugly. It's just I think that 
they they could have made them so cool. You know what I mean? There's so many cool things about Utah and and cool colors they put they could have put in there. So it's not that I think they look terrible, but I just well, I don't know. I'm, I, I agree because I jersey. I thought I the my favorite one that they came out with is the New Orlando Magic one where they have like the graphic of the it looks like stars like kind of Magic Kingdom yeah like it looks going, like going galaxy yeah and I thought they were gonna be like literally have like an image of like the arches on there, like the license plate. So that's what I was hoping for and kind of, and it didn't happen. And I was a little bummed, but I, I, I do. We saw that image of the, the, the video game with uh, what the Jersey looked like. And it looks pretty cool. And I bet once they're wearing it, it'll look really cool. And apparently there's a court that comes with it. So I'm kind of excited to see. I'm excited for the court. Like I, like ain't gonna lie. I am. I am so stoked for that, that, uh, for the court, just for something crazy and out there. Also, the one mm. thing, the, the one comment, like, you can say, like, well, I miss the green, I miss the purple. The one comment that just cracks me up when they're like, that's not Utah Jazz, mountains are Utah Jazz. And it was like, look, dudes, they're basing it off Red Rock in Utah. There's nothing more Red Rock. Like, it's on your freaking license plate. You can't be like, there's nothing Utah. Like, they're, like Moab is as Utah as the mountains, and it's more Utah than than the mountains because mountains are everywhere boys like, well the mountains are salt lake city like, but if we're talking like utah you know southern yeah. utah is half the state right and like i hate to break it to you idaho's got mountains like we do arizona's got them montanas out in the east coast there's there you got some too they're they're all over and so they're not utah mountains though but they don't got arches they've got arches so we, yeah, they don't have. The maybe they'll put mountains. arches on the court. That would be cool. That would be pretty sweet. Because yeah. I, I like what you know how uh, Oregon has their court sometimes with kind of the tree design. If they could do something like that, that would be cool. Yeah, make the make the three point arches the Moab arches. <laughs> if they could pull that off, <laughs> yes. that would be sweet. Well, like, but because the, the crazy thing is, like, the only other thing like Utah you can do. There's a lot of pioneer history in Utah, and all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden you hit like a kind of a divisive thing, and so, like, though it it would be hilarious to hear like some announcer be like, "He's hitting it from the Moroni," like that would just <laughs> like. <laughs> Like Does I'm not Bowler sure. Know about Verona? Like I'm not sure. Like there would be some kind of like questionable co-sponsorships going on with that as well. <laughs> like they're like, and and let's go with the Book of Mormon. Uh, guess yes. Like seeing like, can you beat Donovan Mitchell and guessing Book of Mormon names? And Donovan Mitchell's like throwing out like characters from the Book of Mormon show, and at, versus, like I think it would be great. It'd be terrible, but it would be also kind of like funny. But but with that now I have like half of our listeners mad at mad at me. I'm sorry, but you you gotta gotta know it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Um, it would be a little funny. It would be. But uh, I would love that. I would love that that game. Um, but yeah, I I think yeah. Reserve judgment on the jerseys until I see them on somebody in person because it's kind of it's hard to see from especially even from a render because it it doesn't like just the way it lays on fabric or anything else is going to look a lot different. Um, the shorts too, like if it goes gradient is going to be interesting. What do they do with the, with the logo? Do, is it like red and gold and orange or dark red or like, how does that going to look? So I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Well, I'm going to buy that black hat with the gradient on the brim. I'm actually doing that tomorrow. Dude, go get, go get yourself some, go get yourself that paper. I gotta, I gotta cover this dome. You You do. You totally do. <laughs> um, All right, guys. Well, it's been uh, awesome. Thank you, Griff, for joining me and Michael for this uh, episode of SLC Punks. Um, everyone out there, make sure that you go to iTunes and search SLC Punks and subscribe to the subscribe to the podcast. If you get a chance, go to go on your phone and click on the podcast app and hit that search button. Type in SLC Punks and give us a review. We would really appreciate it. And I read them. And if you say something like, hey, I like this about this, or I wish you'd talk about this, or or James is really attractive, I read all those things. Totally and do. It helps, totally do. It helps the last the one never happens. <laughs> On an audio form of media. But yeah, if you guys go do that, we will read those comments. It helps the podcast grow. Uh, we're one of the top Utah Jazz podcasts now. 
And you guys are a part of that, so we really appreciate that. Uh, make sure that you go to SLC Dunk and read everything there. Uh, great stuff going out every week. Um, follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search SLC Dunk and you'll find the page. I got nothing else, guys. We'll talk to you later. Ciao, guys. <laughs>